Hello and welcome to day number 34 of Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. It's such a great joy to have you here with us, whether you're a returning guest or a first-time guest. We're just happy that you're with us on this journey of reading the Bible in a year. I wanted to make a a slight correction for the reading plan today. Instead of 7 and 8, I hope that you'll read 7 through 9, and I will be giving a devotional from chapter 9 today. You should also read Psalm number 34 and Proverb number 3. And tomorrow, instead of Numbers 9 through 12, just do 10 through 12, and we'll pick up on that tomorrow. If you're in need of the Bible in a Year reading plan, please visit that link in the show notes. You can go there and download the PDF. You'll also see that there's a link to a Facebook page for this Bible in a Year reading plan. It's a great way for us to get together, ask questions, uh, maybe on some of the stuff that I didn't cover so that we can enlarge the conversation. It's also a great place for us to share any prayer requests and to lift one another up as a community. If you are enjoying this Bible in a Year reading plan, I ask that you take a moment and hit like or subscribe on your listening platform of choice as that does help us get seen more readily in the search results. So I thank you for doing that. And without further ado, friends, now I'd like to jump into God's word together. Numbers chapter 9. Yahweh spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the children of Israel keep the Passover and its appointed season. On the fourteenth day of this month at evening you shall keep it in its appointed season. You shall keep it according to all its statutes, according to all its ordinances. Moses told the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover. They kept the Passover in the first month on the 14th day of the month at evening in the wilderness of Sinai. According to all that Yahweh commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did. There were certain men who were unclean because of a dead body of a man, so that they could not keep the Passover on that day, and they came before Moses and Aaron on that day. Those men said to him, We are unclean because of a dead body of a man. Why are we kept back that we may not offer the offering of Yahweh in its appointed season among the children of Israel? Moses said to them, Wait, that I may hear what Yahweh will command concerning you. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the children of Israel, If any man of you or your generations is unclean by reason of a dead body or is on a journey far away, he shall still keep the Passover to Yahweh. In the second month of the fourteenth day, at evening they shall keep it. They shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it until morning, nor break a bone of it. According to all the statute of the Passover, they shall keep. But the man who is clean and is not on a journey and fails to keep the Passover, that soul shall be cut off from his people, because he didn't offer the offering of Yahweh in its appointed season, that man shall bear his sin. If a foreigner lives among you and desires to keep the Passover to Yahweh, then he shall do so according to the statute of the Passover and according to its ordinances. You shall have one statute both for foreigner and for him who is born in the land. On the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, even the tent of the testimony. At evening it was over the tabernacle, as it were the appearance of fire until morning. So it was continually... The cloud covered it and the appearance of fire by night. 
Whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tent, then the children of Israel traveled. And in the place where the cloud remained, there the children of Israel encamped. At the commandment of Yahweh, the children of Israel traveled. And at the commandment of Yahweh, they encamped. As long as the cloud remained on the tabernacle, they remained encamped. When the cloud stayed on the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept Yahweh's command and didn't travel. Sometimes the cloud was a few days on the tabernacle, then, according to the commandment of Yahweh, they remained encamped, and according to the commandment of Yahweh, they traveled. Sometimes the cloud was from evening until morning, and when the cloud was taken up in the morning, they traveled, or by day and by night, when the cloud was taken up, they traveled. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud stayed on the tabernacle remaining on it, the children of Israel remained encamped and didn't travel. But when it was taken up, they traveled. At the commandment of Yahweh, they encamped, and at the commandment of Yahweh, they traveled. They kept Yahweh's command at the commandment of Yahweh by Moses. Gracious God, we give you thanks for yet another day. What a gift it is to have breath in our lungs and another opportunity to draw closer to you and closer to our family, friends, and neighbors. Lord, be with us as we explore your word, open our hearts and minds to receive your truth and help apply those truths to our lives so that we might live holy and pleasing lives to you that bring you all the honor and glory you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, as mentioned previously, a lot of what we're reading here in the book of Numbers seems a bit repetitive because it's pulling back into the book of Exodus, where a lot of these events happened. For example, in chapter 7 here, we see the offerings that were given during that dedication service for the tabernacle. So once it was all built, there were some sacrifices uh, made of animals, and also there were some offerings of some precious metals and so forth, so that the work of the camp could continue. In chapter 8, we see that they did some more setup, setting up of the lamps, and then also the calling out of the Levites for the service of the tabernacle. So once again, it's repetitive given that we learned about this in the book of Exodus. And now in chapter 9, we delve back into detail on the Passover. And this is a great reminder that God's commandments of obeying these holy days uh, was something that he took very seriously because it helped remind them from where they came. Remember bondage in Egypt for quite a long time and then to where God was bringing them, and that was on to the Holy Land. And this recapitulates the last plague, the plague of the firstborn, that was to strike down all the firstborn males in Egypt, whether animals or uh, humans, including Pharaoh's son. Uh, this was uh, a time to remember that God made a way for the Israelites to be spared, Remember putting the blood on the lintel and the door frame so that the angel that passed over to execute the plague would pass over them. It's also a time that they remember that they had to flee very quickly. That's why there's unleavened bread. They didn't have time to leaven it. That's also why they enjoy their meat, their lamb with bitter herbs. It was a, a bitter time for them. And at the end of this chapter, we see the cloud once more. This this is a reminder of God's presence with them and a reminder of their having to pay attention to what God was doing in their midst. If the cloud remained 
on the tabernacle, well, they stayed put. When the cloud removed itself from the tabernacle, then they knew that they were to move onward, right? And there were periods where this cloud stayed in place for an extended period of time, perhaps, so that they can uh, rejuvenate, uh, focus on worship, and other times they were on the move. Now, this is a great picture for us and that God does the same thing for us as the church today. When you're a believer of Jesus Christ and what he did for you, when you place your faith in Christ, you are grafted into the family of believers, that is, the church. We celebrate this in baptism. We remember that God washes away our sin and incorporates us into this holy community. And along with that, we have the presence of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. We are essentially the new tabernacle moving about from place to place so that we might encounter those in the world to help them remove themselves from the darkness and into light. Well, as a pastor, obviously, I'm in church every Sunday. I have to be there. Uh, But it's in the context of the church for followers of Jesus and those who are interested in a relationship for Jesus, even those who are not sure about Jesus. It's a great place to come and to experience the community of worship that is there. And worship is essentially a time for us to to get together, to have a conversation with God. We expect to hear from God and God's leading, and we speak back to God praises for all that he is doing in our lives, and we bring our sacrifices, our tithes and offerings as a way of us to not prioritize our own selfish needs, but to live a life that prioritizes God and God's needs. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right? Not my kingdom come and my will be done. It's also through this context that we serve. We give of our time and our presence. We pray for one another. But it doesn't end there. The purpose is not to be a Christian, to go to church, and that's it. The purpose of the church, the church is God's mission to the world. God wants us to, yes, go and worship, to be with each other in community, but to to be filled with God's grace so that we can go out into the world and have our spiritual cup of grace and pour it into those who need it. Could be the least of these, those who we think are, are less than us, the, the homeless or whatever that might be for you. It's to go where the people are and so that we might be Jesus's hands and feet and, and serve and, and meet their needs and share the good news of the gospel that will hopefully bring them into the body of Christ, into that community of worship and service and love and sharing of grace. So friends, if you do not have a church home, I invite you to just check a church out this weekend. Find a church. Uh, I'm I'm United Methodist. I always recommend Methodist churches for an obvious reason, but find a church nearby to you where the community is loving and accepting and reads the Bible every week and provides a sermon based upon the Word of God that is looking to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world because that's our call is to love God and to love our neighbors. We can't separate those two things. Friends, if you need help finding a church, I could always help you. Um, The internet's a wonderful place where we can find a a good match for you. You can reach out to me through the Facebook page or whatever, and I'd be glad to help you out. And if you're in the area of where I serve in 
the Melbourne area, you are welcome to come and worship with us any Sunday morning. Well, friends, I hope that you have a very blessed day, that you continue to soak in God's word today, meditate on it, and see how you might be more worshipful and more willing to follow God where God is leading. Have a great day, and until tomorrow, God bless.